Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Schrader to run. Skips out of a tackle. He's at the 50. Cuts back at the 45. Running room 40 down the middle. 35, 30. Schrader to go. 25, 20, 15, 10. Five and in. Garrett Schrader. A blur. Up ahead to Buddy. A foot fake. A three. He's got it. And the Orange are up a half dozen. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Double up. Hit. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Hunter's it. got it. Ruby run. 15, 10. Hit. Hit in. Bernard's touchdown. Up ahead, it's Jimmy Beheim before the defense is set. He lets it rip. Book it for Jimmy. Snap back. Schrader hit on the release. Ball's down the seam left. Alfred reaches up. He's got it. He's into the end zone. He's off the Never Never Land. Oh, my Benny Williams. Up in the air. Blocking a shot in the next week. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. They see it. They see it. We're back, 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 back. What's up, everybody? What's going on? It's Double Down. Michael and Tommy back with you. Wild, but it's the first time in 2022. A new era of Double Down is beginning for a whole bunch of reasons. It's the 2022 era, but most importantly, it is the sports gambling Full go, green light in central New York, potentially the best weekend of the year already happened when all of these apps went live. Everybody right now, when you're listening to the show, if you're new to the show, if you usually listen and you're like, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. Well, every time we do something, you can pull out your phone and you can place a bet. And I'm just so What's up, Tommy? How we doing? Mike, I'm happy to be back. You are right. It is a new era in way more ways than one. You can now bet the double down six-pack parlay every night. I'm definitely doing it tonight without question using FanDuel. I cannot wait, Mike. If you sign up for FanDuel, Mike, and use promo code DDSYR while in Syracuse and DD Utica. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 if it's your first bet. I cannot wait to now be able to do this on our show, Mike. All of our picks, they can now win you money. There's no more excuses. They can win you money. We will win you money. I'm happy to be back. From the big C, as well as our vacation, to do just that. Cool. cool. If you're listening right now, and let's say you had a weird weekend, sports gambling's back. There's this run ESPN radio. These students talk about sports gambling, but I don't really know much. Give us a call. We're here to be your sports gambling hotline anytime you need help. If you can't figure out promo codes, you can't. What do I do with? Free money. What do I do with my risk-free bet? If you can't figure out what games, what lines mean, all that stuff, just 315-437-7644. You can also get at us on Twitter. I'm at Michael E. Lear. Tommy's T. Hogan 911. Yes. Wow. Sniped it. Um, but anything you need, sports gambling, come to us. We're your guys. 315-437-7644. Uh, quick catch-up. We got to... Re, 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 rewind the clock dude our last show was like the day before christmas eve wasn't it the 23rd we have we may have taken off two of the biggest weeks of the year i set us back a week today. i set us back a week i got the big c 
But now I'm back in my Big C shirt. I'm not sure if you noticed that, Mike. Our guy, Big Cozy, I got his shirt. Shout out, Big Cozy. Rocking it today. Pumped, dude. This shirt's awesome. Very comfy. But I couldn't. I had to return Big C rocking the Big C shirt. It had to be done. National championship tonight. Big day, Mike. I'm ready to roll. I mean, I don't want to talk about yesterday. I do have a radio show. Maybe I'll have to talk about it, but we'll see. Let's dive into bowl games first, because I know that you have a little wow. horn to toot and a bet to uh, a bet to break down. That's how you, uh, Sugar, you know a thing or two about being a big J, huh? You're buttering me up a little bit before I know you're about to stab me in the back a billion times and you can talk about my Colts. But yeah, I won 14 of 15. Someone, a.k.a. you, will be having a hand in a jar of mayo tomorrow and then be licking off everything left on the index finger. I hope you didn't forget about that. That will be happening tomorrow. Please tune in. Wednesday. No show tomorrow. Oh, my God. You're right. That stinks. <laughs> Probably should have thought about that when we when we said it was going to be tomorrow. Yes, Wednesday. Wednesday night, Mike will have his, his hand in a jar of mayo for the entirety of a show. The entirety of the show. And then at the end of the show, during six-pack, he will lick off all of the mayo. When he pulls out his hand and licks it off his index finger. Disgusting. But yeah, I'm I won. I, the reason he'll be doing that is because I won 14 of 15 on our uh, double down bowl battle and won the bowl battle by, I, I believe, six games. Dominated wow. me. I dominated wow. you. I was unbelievable. I was red hot. And unfortunately, it was pre DraftKings and FanDuel being legalized in New York State. So, do we have any uh any Mayo sponsors? Has the sponsor has the corporate partnerships crew at Galaxy got do I have to get a specific brand of mayo or am I just looking for the biggest jar of mayo I can find at the grocery store tomorrow? You whatever you like. I I yeah, whatever you like. Mike, I'm not a mayo guy. You right, know cool. that. All right, sweet. So bring in whatever. This is double down you, on ESPN radio. No loopholes. If that was a loophole question, no, no, that was All not, right. I, dude, I'm not going to do any loopholes. This is Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. Um, on QSportsTalk.com, we just got a message already. Our first gambling question. CBW wants to know, when you link the mobile app to your uh, payment method, what do you use? You can use your credit card, your debit card, or your bank account. I use my bank account because I don't want to have to do it every time my uh, my credit card or debit card changes, so I just go straight bank account, but you can do it any way you want, CBW, so uh, you figure that out. So let's get into the first legal day of mobile gambling in the NFL. Yesterday, I was I, I had so much fun because you're on all the apps, and now I'm just a fan guy percent, by the way, but you, you, you sign on, and it's not like when you go to a sports book and like you just have to go find the bet you want. These apps just have a bunch of bets at the top of the screen that you just keep clicking. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll take a parlay of Justin Jefferson over 99 and a half yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I'll take that one. Literally all day, I feel like I was just clicking yes and go on every bet that popped up. No question. You got to keep an eye on those. There's a bunch of them. Like you said, Mike, scroll to the top. There's a bunch of them. There's one of them tonight on FanDuel. Better download FanDuel and use Promo code DDSYR, or if you're out in Utica, use DDUtica. There's one tonight that is in my six pack. So you have to Ooh. use FanDuel to bet it. I see. Yeah. 
love, love that. Lo I love so, And it's not free money. There's a lot of them, Mike, that are just free money bets. Three points scored in this NBA game. It's f literally free money. Make sure yeah, you keep an eye on it. It's a fun weekend of that. A lot of, lot of fun um, just betting those random things all weekend long. So we do have to get into playoff implications all across the National Football League. Do we? I had Taylor in my fantasy league hoping maybe he'd get something going. What happened to the... You guys lost the worst team in football in just disgusting fashion to lose a playoff spot? Is that the least clutch performance of any football team in the league's history? It's it's disgusting, Mike. It's disgusting. I, I said it yesterday on Twitter. Follow me on Hogan 911 on Twitter. I think it's worse than the Colts losing the Super Bowl in 2009. I think it's the worst... It's easily the worst regular season loss I've ever I've ever been a part of. With the Colts. Unbelievable. How They just need to win one of the last two games. It wasn't even this one, Mike. They had to just win one of the last two games, and they were in the playoffs. They were one of, if not the best team in football, before these two weeks, for the last two months. Jonathan Taylor was a top three MVP candidate in football, if not the MVP of the NFL. And all of a sudden... When teams start loading the box, and they were great on Christmas night. Let's not forget that. They beat the Cardinals on the road on Christmas night. And then Carson Wentz. I think we can forget. Car I know. People do forget that. I th Carson Wentz, when we need him most and teams are loading the box, Jonathan Taylor's not getting 150 yards a game like he was getting. Just doesn't get it done. It's unbelievable. They haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Something's up there. There's and I was worried going in like yesterday, Mike. There were 16 point favorites. I stayed away from it because I, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I thought they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to cover. I cannot believe they lost that football game. And what's it, what makes it worse? And I didn't get into this with Brent. It's it's what I held off. They've got everything in place. They've got the GM in the front office. Chris Ballard's one of the best GMs in football. Unbelievable drafting. They've got the head coach, I think. That's maybe where there's a question. You can start to draw the dot on a question mark with maybe Frank Reich, but I think he's the coach. I have not lost faith in him. Wentz is the quarterback? The issue there, Mike, they've got the roster. You Let me finish. But they've got the roster. They've got everything in place. They had the most pro bowlers for any team in football this year. They just used a first-round pick on Carson Wentz, and the team that gave the first-round pick to is making the playoffs. You don't know if there's an option to upgrade, you upgrade. But at this point, I don't think there's clear upgrades at quarterback for Carson Wentz, and that's what makes it hurt. And even if there was, it's not like they have the draft capital to go out there and get that upgrade very easily. So your, your ability to get an upgrade is way lower than than it was last year because you are able to use your first round. You had all of your, your picks ready to go out there. So they are in such a tough spot. I think they're just going to run Carson Wentz out, out again there uh, next year. But what they will do, or what, at least what they should do, is upgrade the weapons. If you upgrade the weapons and Carson Wentz is still not there, shout out Brent X, then, there he is, you can see on QSportsTalk.com, then you move on from Carson after that and you go forward. But to have to use another year to see if you have a quarterback when everything else in place could be detrimental to this team. And that's what makes this hurt so much more. Yeah, it sucks for you. Dude. Oh, I also, it, I mean, it wasn't like anybody was saying they're a Super Bowl contender that came up short. 
the fact that they missed the playoffs is yeah. brutal, dude. All you needed was a playoff game to like, if you lose in the playoffs, you're fine with it this year, right? You're like, all right, Carson Wentz might not be the guy, but we lost in the playoffs. That's okay. Now you're like back to where you were at the beginning of the season, except so you many still have marks. Carson Wentz. Yeah. So many question marks. Next year is a ginormous year for that franchise. It's an unbelievable collapse. And Jacksonville in Jacksonville is just an absolute nightmare for the Colts. They've won eight. They've lost eight years in a row. Before we hit a break here, Mike, and have James Zuba on the other side, I do want to talk to Wayne in the truck, who's on the phone. He's got a name that apparently I like. Oh, I remember this now, Wayne. I think I know what you're going to say. What's up, man? Hey, well, I, that's what I had. So I'm proud of you, man. You won the bull thing. I'm I did win you. it. How surprised are you? I'm even surprised, I'm Wayne. I'm very surprised. Hey. So, so I got to end it with Dorian Akintobi Adieye, and you got to get this guy on. I want to hear him. I want to hear him say his own name. Wayne, we're adding him to the white well list. It's Carly Ray Jepsen, it's Patty Casey, and it's now Dorian Akintobi Adieye. You the we're, man. We're gonna make it happen. All right. You the man. I know we're over two <laughs> on our white well list, but we're gonna make this one happen. I feel good about it. This Dorian Akintobi Adieye is the most likely of of the three. I'll say that. Dude, I was just going to say that we had to get some positive vibes out of the Colts thing going into the break, but Wayne in the truck just brought it to us with Doyen Akatodi. So we are going to step aside, come back. James Zuba is going to join us, talk a little Q's hoops on ESPN Radio. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> this is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. I had a dream, or was it real? We crossed the line and it was on. Welcome back. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan rolling with you on this National Championship Monday. A lot of positive vibes because of that. Not too many positive vibes around Syracuse basketball right now, but we got James Zuba in to talk with us a little bit about that. James, happy first Monday of legalized gambling (laughs) in New York State. Congratulations. I yeah, was, man, we're there. Uh, downloaded my, my FanDuel app and uh, put $100 on it, so I'm, I'm in the action as well. Let's go. Let's go. All the boys are here. <laughs> I was wonder, wondering where you are going with that, Mike, because it's a little too late to say Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Was that you catching yourself off guard or like catching yourself mid-Happy no, New no, Year? No, this is – dude, I'm telling you, today is Christmas. Like yeah. this whole week oh, is, well is Christmas times five for me. I love, I love this. It's so fun to be able to just – Talk about gambling and people can bet with us. Now we're not losers out. That's a voice of the Utica Comet spin zone right there, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, all right, James. So it's been a while we've had you on, but a lot's happened in Syracuse basketball. Give us just a wide outlook. State of the program from the Zuba side of things. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the the past week, you know, Syracuse really had to win those games. Uh, there, I'll, I'll say right now, I mean, I think this team's at large chances are done. Uh, you know, fifteen games left remaining on the schedule. They're seven and eight at this point in the season. I mean, they would have to win eleven out of these next fifteen. So I, I don't think that team has this potential based on where the defense is. The defense uh, hasn't gotten that much better it still looks pretty bad so i don't i don't think this team kind of has that chance to make the tournament the cool thing about college basketball obviously is you're never out of it with the conference tournaments but at this point i think syracuse has a better chance 
of winning the conference tournament, the ACC tournament, they get in that large bid. And that's looking like a tall order right now too. So uh, just, just tough year. I mean, yeah, under 500 hasn't happened out of the Jim Beheim era. I think it's an all time low for the program in terms of where they've been. And uh, you know, when you look at the past four or five years, six years, really they've, they've kind of been treading into these waters and it's, it's a tough area for the, for the program. And I think uh, the fans, the fans feel it. James, the big thing coming into the year when we saw the transfers, we knew that there wasn't going to be a lot of athleticism on this team or a lack of athleticism. Yeah. But the thing was, oh, they've got a lot of experience, though. They're getting a guy in Cole Swider that's played a few years now at Villanova, one of the best programs in the country. Uh, Jimmy Beheim, obviously, was at Cornell for three years. A lot of experience. However, even with all of that experience, Syracuse is finding ways to lose games. They're not able to inbound the ball. They can't face defensive pressure. How much does that surprise you? Yeah, that's just it, right? I mean, this team has found more ways to lose games than to win them. Uh, it's it's surprising to some degree. I think the number of ways that they've found to lose games, right? Like when you look at, okay, well, against Villanova, it was the rebounding. Against Georgetown, it was the second-half defense. Uh, against Miami, it was a blown second-half lead. Against Wake Forest, it was a failed inbounds pass and letting the pass get in for a dunk to force overtime. You know, those are things that just can't happen, and, and good ball clubs don't make those mistakes. But in terms of the, the surprise factor, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit surprised. I mean, if you were going to ask me in the beginning of the season or uh, even maybe a month ago, that yeah, I think it would be a little bit surprising, but I think we have to face reality right now. This is kind of where this team is at this point. What's the percent chance that we all become bulletin board material and when they win 11 of 15, make the tournament, it's clips of Double and Brent Axe's show and everybody's saying the program's dead. What's the percent chance that we're bulletin board material in two months? Please, that would you, you check something the, off my bucket You want the actual number? The yes, actual number actual. is 7.1%. If you look All at team, right. rankings, team rankings, it gives this team a 7.1% chance to make the tournament. And, More uh, bulletin you know, board material. Four. Yeah. <laughs> So I, th I think the odds are in our favor. I mean, I think we're looking pretty good there. James, is there you you say the, there's seven and eight, 15 games left. You're saying the season's over. You're probably right. But it, since that's the case, what are you looking for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's not over. I, I don't think, you know, maybe you kind of recalibrate your expectations and you kind of form some new goals, at least for the fan base. Like the fan base doesn't want this team to go under 500. That's never happened in the Jim Beheim era. Uh, that's a streak that you want to keep intact, right? I think, you know, in terms of the NCAA tournament, yeah, you're not even thinking about the NCAA tournament right now. Right now, what they need to do is, you know, turn the page, forget about what's done, play Pittsburgh tomorrow and come out and give Pittsburgh your best effort and try to get back in the win column. Right. And just take it one game at a time. I mean, I think it's a little bit cliche when the, the coaches and players just say, well, we're just focused on the next game. Uh, the fans want to talk about different things, of course, but um, yeah, for them, I mean, I think they're just taking it one game at a time, trying to get back in the win column, um, trying to get just a little bit better each day and play the next game. You're not thinking about the record or anything. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as like what you want to see from this Syracuse team, I, I think you want to see the defense, get uh, fixed up a little bit. I mean, we're still kind of talking about that, you know, in mid-January here, and the defense really hasn't gotten that much better. Um, I think you want to see Jesse Edwards, you know, kind of avoid foul trouble. He's gotten into some foul trouble, picking up some ticky-tack stuff, you know, 70 feet away from the basket, some over-the-back foul calls, uh, and that sort of thing. So I think those are kind of the, the things that you want to see going forward is just play smart basketball, play a little bit better, get the defense a little bit better, and uh, try to get back in the win column in any way you can. 
This is Double Down on ESPN Radio. I heard James Zuba talking a little bit of Syracuse hoops. So you talk about the the fans being, you know, obviously asking different questions. We get calls. We hear from the loud fans, but you're in the building. Not sure if you heard. Tommy just absolutely battled the one-niner the other day, so he could wow. go to the game. At the game, what do the, those diehard season ticket holders that you're talking to or the, the people that you're hearing from from a fan base perspective who are usually with this program through thick and thin, now that it's really, really thin, yeah. what are you hearing from fans? Yeah, I think for, for fans, it's just getting really hard to root for this team. And it's a byproduct of where this program has been and, and how good and consistent the program has been and where it is now. And, I, you know, look, like it's we're still talking about being over 500 here. This isn't a complete fall from grace like a Pittsburgh or Boston. They're not struggling that badly. But given where Syracuse has been as a program, it's getting harder and harder for fans to to root for this team. I won't say the fan base has already gotten into indifference and, and apathy, but I think it's trending there. I think for, for most fans, especially the casuals, it's harder to pay attention to this team. The, the diehards are going to pay attention no matter what, but uh, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of frustration, even anger. I mean, I think there's some anger there that the team is not performing up to standard or at least what we're used to with Syracuse. All right, Jane, you're able to make the trip. Down to Miami, you made the trip to Winston-Salem yeah. for the Wake Forest game. I'm not going to ask which one was better because I think it's pretty obvious between the two of those which one was better. But give me a highlight yeah. from one of them, James. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Miami trip was better, just to come out and say it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot more fun, a lot more things to do there. Uh, Watsko is kind of a cool, unique, it's a small, intimate environment. It's the smallest arena in the ACC, so it's kind of a cool little vibe in there. Uh, fun moment. In Miami, leaving the Miami game, we could talk about the big J spreads. They had pizza down there, and I was with my mom at the game. My mom actually was in attendance at the game. She doesn't really understand how the media thing works. But she was actually getting she was she was she was getting beers at halftime, and she asked me if I wanted a beer, and I was like, I, I would love one, but this is not really how this whole thing works. But she she was my ride home, and I on the way out I asked her if she wanted some pizza, so I, I took a pizza box out with me to go, and uh, that was a fun little moment. <laughs> What was the yeah. what was the meal with at uh, Wake Forest? We never got that. You know that that's that's our thing on Twitter, man. So what is what was the Wake man, Forest meal? No spread, man. We had no court access. If if they oh. if they served if they served a meal at Wake Forest, I don't know what it was. Uh, there was nothing there. I actually went to Biscuitville before the game. That place sounds and, amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, Southern fast food, whatever. But it was it was good <laughs> and. Uh, I managed to find there. They had like one little stuff. So it was a two o'clock game, so they only had one little stand selling coffee. So I managed to find a coffee before the game. But yeah, no, no big J spread down at Wake Forest. At least not that I saw. No big J spread, and you were able to actually contain yourself and not complain about it on Twitter. Look at that. Not many big J's out there can do that, but James Suba <laughs> no. can. Hard to do. Hard yes, to it do. Is. One last one for you, James. I'm interested because you mentioned on Twitter as well that you had a bounce right after that Wake, Wake Forest game because you had a flight and the game went into overtime. Did you make? Obviously, you made the flight. You're back home now. But how much yeah. were you like? What was the sprint like after the game? It's it's funny, man. Because before the game, you know, when I was booking flights, I'm like, oh, I can get out of there at six o'clock. Game will get over at four. You know, finish up interviews. I'll be able to make that flight. Uh, but of course, the game goes to overtime, and of course, I got out as soon as the first overtime ended. I did not stay for the presser. Didn't ask any questions, um, but made it. Luckily, the Greensboro Air- Airport you can get through there even faster than the Syracuse Airport. 
Uh, so security, wow. you know, there's like no light or anything. It just kind of got through. So, uh, I had, I had an hour to spare by the time I got to Greensboro airport, I had an hour before my flight and got through there in a GIF. So, so no worries, but actually I had a flight to Buffalo, went to the bills game yesterday and I got back to Syracuse at one thirty and got home at 2 AM last night. So it's been a big weekend a lot of traveling around. I'm happy Huge. to be happy to be home, man. Yeah. Very cool. All right, James. Well, thank you so much for, for coming sure. on. We'll uh, hopefully the program's back to life next time you come on. That'd be sick. And then bulletin board material. We'll just keep churning it out. Pleasure, guys. Uh, Tom, happy gambling, the game man. I'll see you. You'll be there. Enjoy yeah, you your... too, man. Good luck. I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. All right, let's go. You guys are adorable. Can... This is so cute. All right, we're gonna come <laughs> we back. Can get a real spread tomorrow. There Final. you go, boys. We're going to come back, talk a little college football national championship. In my opinion, third best gambling night of the year is tonight. Very fired up. We need we'll that list. That on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. You put on your coat, put on my Welcome back. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and Q Sports. Tom Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan here with you. Many gambling questions. We should out a lot of stuff. You us a call. 3137-7644. All the apps are like fan to be if you're a Double Down listener. We highly encourage you. FanDuel. Everything that's for everything, and we got some sweet promo codes too, Tommy. You broke up a little bit on us, Mike, but during the break, we discussed the Mount Rushmore of gambling nights, and we combined opening weekend of March Madness into one. So we have tonight as on Mike has tonight on his Mount Rushmore. The opening weekend of March Madness is another. The Super Bowl is another. We're looking for the fourth. We've got some people in the chat saying Kentucky Derby. If you've got one of those. Put them in the chat at QSportsTalk.com. Let us know the fourth thing on the Mount Rushmore, the the fourth day on the Mount Rushmore of gambling days out there, all right? Another thing. It could be the Derby. The Derby might. Yeah. I might take the Derby. Okay. The Derby, all day. I've told the the sports, the gambling story of the that got loose in the backyard. Remember that story? We were betting the Daily Derby, second race. I was at a friend on a ranch and then a horse got loose on the ranch and it had a purple like on it. That's unbelievable. And then we got on the purple in the next plus hundred. It was sick. That's unbelievable. You mentioned it. Call in 315-437-7644. Mike's got bad Wi-Fi right now, so you didn't hear that full number. If you want, if you have a pick tonight, we want to hear these picks, man. We want we're on FanDuel, all right? With using promo code DDSYR. We're signed up on FanDuel, ready to roll. Big night tonight. If you've got a pick, call in and let's hear it. I know we're going to be hearing from a guy awfully soon about tonight's college football national championship between Alabama and Georgia. Mike, what do you got on this game? Yeah, so it's it's an awesome game. I think it's as close and as fun. It's as close as the championship. 
Well said. But I don't think that's happened. This is a sneaky theory that Georgia because it's hard to beat teams. I think that Georgia is in their back pocket. A Tommy Hogan of Dolder on film. They didn't do a couple of things in this game that they're going to do. So their defense is much better. Mike, I want you to do this for me. Your Wi-Fi is really bad now, right now, breaking up. While I give my analysis on, on Georgia-Alabama tonight, I want you to disconnect and reconnect, all right? And we'll get your analysis right after that. So I'm going to give mine. This all this game, I, I did analysis on this game, by the way. I looked up. I did research. I'm all in on this. It's the national championship. The start when the, when the lights bright or shine the brightest. I can't believe I screwed that up. When the lights shine the brightest, I come out to play as well. So the national championship, lights are shining bright. I'm going to come out and, and prove that I can do this as well. The Alabama offensive line is the key to this game. The Alabama offensive line was inconsistent all year long. They go into the SEC championship game against the best defense in the country, and the Alabama offensive line plays their best game of the season. Then, against Cincinnati in the college football playoff semifinal, they come out and run for over 300 yards. The offensive line was fantastic. By the way, old line coach at Alabama, good old friend Doug Marone. Doug Marone is the offensive line coach at Alabama. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that did not know that. So I believe it's going to come down to the Alabama offensive line. Do they play well again against Georgia? Or does Kirby Smart have that adjustment? Are they going to have different twists on the line? Are they going to be able to get to the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young? I do not think they will be able to. I believe the other big thing that it comes down to, O-line, and it's going to come down to coaching. Georgia was the best team in the country throughout the entire regular season. It was, holy cow, this Georgia defense is elite, one of the best defenses we've ever seen. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites in the SEC championship against Alabama, and Alabama goes for 41 against one of the best defenses of all time. Nick Saban, of course he does, has the adjustment and knows how to attack that Georgia defense. Kirby Smart who's running that defense, his former defensive coordinator, a guy that basically runs the same system as Nick Saban, adds a few other things. I'm taking the coaching advantage, Nick Saban as well. He's going to be one step ahead of Kirby Smart. He knows the adjustment that Kirby Smart is now going to make after watching that film. They've got something. You know George has got to do something. Alabama in the national championship. What a surprise. Alabama and what Nick Saban. What a surprise. Mike. I signed back on, and Tommy's yeah. making the most chalk pick that anyone's ever made. They're underdogs tonight. It's not the chalk pick. You're getting plus it money with Alabama. It's still the chalk Give pick. Give me Alabama money line plus 120 on FanDuel. Sign up for FanDuel using promo code DDSYR or, or DD Utica if you're out in Utica and get a risk free bet up to $1,000 tonight on the national championship picking Alabama money line. Plus 120. They're winning this football game, Mike, and it's obvious. You have had many picks before we went to break, This before we broke, uh, had vacation for, for two broke. weeks. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I got you. You would say, don't be stupid. 
bet on whatever. Oh, you're right. This is a don't right. be stupid. Bet on Alabama and Nick Saban. All right, don't overthink it. It's Alabama. Right, it always I'm, has been. My pick is I'm putting in three bets on FanDuel. Um, I'm taking the under straight up, under fifty two and a half. And then I'm taking the under parlayed with Georgia Moneyline. So Georgia Moneyline on FanDuel is minus 140. I don't love that juice. So I'm taking the under and a Moneyline parlay with Georgia just to win the football game. Um, I, I, I I see what you're saying. Like, don't be an idiot. But I think Georgia's got a little bit in their back pocket. We'll see. I think you're right, Mike. I do think they have something in their back pocket. But Nick Saban's going to be one step ahead of that thing in the back pocket. He knows he's got well, to. He, they didn't he just bring come more than four on the pass rush the entire game. That like the game they lost, they they rushed four guys every single time. They're gonna rush five, six players this entire not the entire game, but enough to be smart and and play Georgia style defense. And John Mechie, the second best wide receiver on Alabama, got hurt in that SEC championship game. So maybe because. The thing when you send more than four, Mike, is that a wide receiver is going to be open. There's going to be more holes in the secondary. But since the second best wide receiver on Alabama is hurt, maybe you can afford to do that. I don't think you can. I think with the Heisman Trophy uh, winner, I think with one of the best wide receivers bet. in the country, you'll be fine. You just convinced me to add a fourth bet. I'd also like Georgia minus two and a half on my board. So Good. I have four for three bets, but two of one of them's a parlay on my board. I'm just hammering the Bulldogs and the under. I've got another bet in this game, which. May or may not go against, directly against one of your uh, picks in this game as well. But I want to hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Scooter in Jamesville, who I talked to earlier, Mike, and I think I mentioned this before on the show. We're signing this guy to an NIL deal. We're getting all of his exclusive picks, especially now that we can bet on FanDuel using promo code DDSYR. So, Scooter, what do you have tonight in the national championship? This is what I have already in now. With this FanDuel, my my suggestion is if you can bet in the game and get adjusted point spreads accordingly, this is the type of game I would do it because what you guys are talking about is the offensive-defensive line. Because you're going to know early if Georgia can put pressure on the Alabama quarterback, which they could not do in the in the championship game. And you know he threw for what almost 500 yards, even with Messi getting hurt. If, if if you can put pressure on them, then it's a whole different ball game. But if you like Georgia and Alabama guys, look at the winning margin of game uh, for, for the game. For example, Alabama, if you wind up bet between one and six points, they win the game. You can get four twenty five for a hundred, seven to twelve, six hundred, uh, thirteen to eighteen, a thousand. If you go the other way, uh, Georgia one to six, you can get three fifty, seven to twelve, five hundred. So. Either way you like it, it seems to me you would go that direction. Now, I already put in over Alabama 24 and a half. I think they're explosive. They can, they can score 24 and a half if they're having a bad game. I'm not sure with Georgia. I would go more prop bets with Georgia. I think the quarterback, Bennett, it's, it's going to be over, over 255. His, his tight end, I think his name is Bowers. Uh, four and a half receptions. If you go back to the Southeast Conference Championship game, he, he, he was the go-to guy in the second half when they're trying to make the comebacks. So I like his over-receptions there. That's a football but, guy right there. Sorry to cut you off, Scooter. Yeah. To call the SEC the Southeastern Conference as one of the most football guy things I have ever heard. That was <laughs> unbelievable. I don't remember the last time I heard someone actually say it and not just say SEC, but continue, Scooter. 
Yeah, it, but no, that, I think this is the type of game we've discussed the whole year about, you know, making, they actually make an educated guesses during the game and see how it goes. Because, because I think you're going to find out early. Now, it seems, you know, the, the line being that low, that's why we go with these margins and just put a little on each one because it seems to me that if you like Georgia, you're going to make more money because you're the uh, you're, you're the favorite. You're going to make more money by betting these margins than you would by betting just uh, you know Georgia minus two and a half or three. And the money line the same way. It's it's better than the money line. But that's why I got bet right now is Alabama or twenty four and a half because I think they're going to score that anyway. Georgia right now is twenty seven and a half. I want to see how Bennett's playing because I'm not sure they can run the ball. And that's why I think the two fifty five. If they're in the chase mold. And he's going over 255 easy. And there's also a running back named Cook who had a great game against Michigan, but his over-under reception yard is 23-and-a-half. I think they're going to swing it to him a couple times out of the backfield because Alabama is going to jump on the receivers early, and you might get that in the first quarter. So those are the prop bets so I like. Scooter, st- Scooter when, when you're talking about when you're going into these games in live betting, how do you, yeah. so a lot of people are being able to live bet for the first time ever right. in their lives where they're going to be sitting on their couch and watching this game and being able to bet it in the moment. Give us the scooter roadmap, help people. What are they looking for in the first quarter of a game or the first couple drives to decide how to live bet a game? Okay. It's what you educated guests going into. Who do you like? Okay. You like Alabama in three. Georgia's jumped out. Every game I've seen against Alabama has jumped out to a lead. All right, they they, they were they were up ten nothing on Georgia. Now that that line was six and a half. All right, if you like them six and a half to start the game, I bet you Georgia when they're up ten points on Alabama, Alabama's probably getting thirteen now. All right, so you're going to definitely like them at thirteen if you like them at at six and a half to start the game. If you like Alabama. Getting getting three points and Georgia scores the first touchdown, then look and see what the how the line goes because that's why I look at is I like the over under and the classic example I'll give you one quick example over over the weekend Kansas City was eleven point favorite all right if you liked them eleven to start the game you must have loved them when they're losing fourteen to seven and the, the line went down to three I mean you just saved yourself eight points. If you like them at 11, you must love them at 3, and they end up winning the game by 4. And the Miami-Duke over-under basketball game was 152. I was patient. I waited. You know about oh. patience being a virgin. It went down to 141. The pace was there, but they weren't shooting the ball well for, for, for a five-minute stretch. I got it at 141. All of a sudden, the second half, it went up to 161 because they started shooting. I said, what the hell? I'll just go under 161. Lands on 150, 150 I think, 151 on one both sides. But go in with an educated guess who you like and see how the line plays. And to me, to me, you might be saving yourself a lot of money. If you're like Alabama and Georgia jumps out 21 nothing, and, and just, just like the Auburn game, they couldn't block Auburn. That's the part I want to see. If that was a fluke, they couldn't block uh, Auburn, but the next week they blocked Georgia. If they blocked Georgia, they're going to have a field day going downfield. Scooter, thank you so much. That was Gambling 101 with Scooter, and I needed to have that guy on our first show when mobile gambling is legal. In New York State. He mentioned the Duke-Miami oh, yeah. game, Mike. I That was my lock of the opening day of mobile gambling in New York State, and I missed it by two, point, two and a half points. So that one hurts to hear him nail it on the over. And he nailed it right in the middle there. Oh, dude, it's such a fun way to bet. Looking for a yeah. sweet spot.
All right. We're going right, to step aside. Yeah. Six pack. Six pack coming up. Our best stuff. We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. Here we go, here we go. Six-pack time on ESPN Radio. The first ever Double Down six-pack that you can pull out your phone and bet with us. All right, it's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. I'm Michael, Tommy, Matt with us too. Ready to roll on our six-pack. Let's just jump right into it. I have a feeling I know what Tommy's is going to be, but Tommy, you can go first. All right, my first pick. I'm going to hold off on the one I've been teasing the entire show because that's how a tease works, Mike. So I'm going to let it continue to uh, fester here. My first pick, Oregon minus four and a half on the road against Oregon State. Oregon State's three and ten, Mike. They won their opener against Portland State, lost 10 in a row, then won 10 in a, or two in a row to get to 3-10, and 10, and then they went on COVID pause. They haven't played since December 30th, all right? I'm a, Oregon was also on a COVID pause. They hadn't played since January 1st. I know they've had a disimp- disappointing year, only 8-6, but they've got way more talent. I'm going to take them coming out of a COVID pause over Oregon State, minus 4.5. I'm up next? You're up next, Matt. Well, I've got... I call the Garden Special. Okay. You and, you know, this is my first play will be a, it's a, it's an in-game two-play parlay worth plus 280. It's the Rangers money line and the over five and a half. You're expecting Alex Georgiev to be in net for the Rangers, their backup. Of course. Uh, Cal Peterson for the Kings is likely. And I love the over in this game. The Rangers score a ton and I think they pull out the win. Cal Peterson, Peterson's an okay goaltender. The Rangers have been hot. It's a non-playoff team. They win this game on the road. All right, well, if anybody knows anything about how I bet, when our producers come on the show for the first time, I ride with them. So I'm taking the Matt Parlay, Rangers money line, and the over five and a half. And the other thing is, I know what Tommy's six-pack pick's going to be, and I'm actually going to take it with him. And you might be like, what? But I know what it's going to be, and I know I'm going to take it, and it's going to be a sweet spot for me gambling. Unbelievable. Get there. The, The scooter's sweet spot. You learned from Gambling 101 last segment, huh? He taught you something. I sure did. Uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a prime spot here. All right, here we go, guys. Sign in, create an account on FanDuel, use promo code DDSYR if you're at Syracuse and DDUtica if you're out in Utica, Rome. You get a risk-free bet on your first bet up to $1,000 when you use that code, DDSYR or DDUtica. At the very top of your screen, you will see an odds boost from FanDuel on the national championship they are giving you over 40 as the total in this game even money it's usually minus 750 they're giving you it even money you've got to take that i love that pick i know it's two great defenses over 40 that's all we need it could be 24 24 you still say the defense has played pretty well right around there 27 24 and you've got the over so give me that even money over 40 
Am so I I'd be in an absolute nutcase. I already have under 52 and a half, and I'm also taking over 40. So I'm going to try to find Crazy. that sweet spot in that. I mean, it's a 12-point window and a lot of money to be made, yet. so I'm with you there, Tommy. That's what I just said. Right, 27, Matt, 24. I got lost in the snake there. Lost in the snake. Mike bet, did it. That bet, was on no, Mike. Bad on me. No, it was on I Mike. I haven't worked on the show yet. I didn't get to watch that part. Forgot the snake, but good my producer, final... Good producer right here blaming himself yes. when the blame is actually one of the hosts. Well done. But I'll Pass throw in something. Pick. I feel like Mike would really enjoy this one. Bruins under two and a half against Zach Fucali. Not my pick. It's only plus 114, but this is the second part of the Garden Special. It's, it ends up being four plays, so, but two separate two-game parlays. The Knicks money line and the Julius Randle over 21 and a half at plus 144. I'm a clown. I, I took, I took <laughs> the... I took the um, uh, the Spurs at plus six and a half because I didn't realize they're missing everybody. So I like the next money line. Julius Randle over 21 and a half because it's his first game back since the boo incident, the thumbs down incident that he had. He's got to show up. He okay. just he just booed his fans. He, he told them to, you know, some unspeak, some not nice things. He's got to put his money where his mouth is. And I think he makes us some money tonight. All right, everybody. Happy gambling. Have fun on FanDuel tonight. Make some money. Happy College Football National Championship. Day one of the new era, baby.